Yo, what's going on? Vincent Van Bro, it's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio. Today is Friday, November 12, 2021, and this is Season 8, Episode 126. And today, uh, well, today I met with one of my colleagues, and uh, we were actually talking. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get an interview because uh, they didn't want to do that. But uh, we actually had a, a really nice talk about uh, the different modalities of, tra- of training. Now, the interesting thing is about this episode is that uh, we got d- deep into the depths of what makes a good trainer, and we actually talked about these the little-known secret that trainers talk about amongst themselves, but they don't tell you about as a client. And so today, I'm going to reveal that little-known secret. I'll actually reveal it to you right now. We're going to talk about the brain-body connection, because... Uh, m- Pretty much every trainer that I know will tell you that it's not about burpees. It's not about how fast you can run. It's about how much awareness you have of what your body's doing at any given time. So we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about just a little bit about foot activation and breathing and just that overall brain-body connection and what it means for your training. So without further ado, let's go and get right into this episode, Season 8, Episode 126, and we'll call this one, You Gotta Feel It. Lego! All right, here we go. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I've tried to record this a couple times already. We're going to try to get this uh, right. I have had some issues with the recorder for some reason. But anyways, uh, today I actually met with one of my colleagues, and I want to talk about that today because we had an interesting uh, talk about uh, training modalities and what works for specific clients and what works for uh, different trainers because obviously, just like there's different uh, clients, there's different trainers. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I've been doing this for about 15 years now, and what I've noticed notice is that there are different types of trainers. There's trainers that uh, may have more of a scientific approach and some that might have more of an artistic approach. Now, I don't think that either one is uh, better than the other. I think it's just uh, a matter of what the, tr- the client may have as a preference or even, you know, how comfortable that trainer is with that tip- that particular style. I've seen uh, people try to train other trainers to be more like them. Like I've seen like artistic type of trainers try to train people that are more scientific, like to be like them, and it doesn't really work. So I say that, you know, whatever you can do as a trainer, uh, stick with that and be strong with that. So I try to like learn and, you know, grow as a trainer. So 
I would consider myself more of an artistic trainer. I know the body and I know, you know, how it moves and stuff. Uh, but I'm not as scientific as someone that, you know, can name all 240 something bones in the body is not necessarily naming bones, but more so. Uh, but there, you know, given that, you know, obviously, uh, that is a combination of a scientific and artistic approach. Uh, but I like to say that I lean more toward an artistic approach because it's more, for me, it's more about the movement. Whereas, you know, a scientific approach would be almost like a, a, a physical therapist that you have more of a scientific approach. There's not a lot of art to what they do. But like I said, I don't think that either one of them is greater than the other. In fact, I would, uh, you know, in fact, what I was talking about with my with my uh, colleague is that it's great to try to mix that. My colleague is more of a scientific uh, trainer and I am more of a, as I said, artistic trainer. Uh, so I try to pick my colleague's brain and my colleague tries to pick my brain on how I see things. Again, we know we talk shop. Uh, so uh, one thing that we do agree on and that uh, most trainers, good trainers would agree on is that there is a certain aspect of training that not many people actually talk about. And it's because it's not the glamorous part, <laughs> but I'll put it in a podcast because it's very, it's an informative way to think about uh, how to train, not only from a training perspective as a personal trainer, but also as a, as a client or just, or as uh, someone that is wanting to improve on how they move their body. So I'll give you a little bit of my of the inside tips today and I'll give you some ideas on what you should be looking for in a personal trainer as well as, you know, what you should be doing on your own uh, outside of, you know, your basic lifting. Now, the reason why I say that is because obviously your personal trainer is going to have you lift weights. I would hope so at least, or do something that is going to improve your physical fitness. If you can't lift weights, you know, maybe it's walking on the treadmill, cardio or, or uh, mobility or whatever. But the most important thing is not necessarily lifting weights or cardio or mobility. It's actually getting you awareness of what's going on in your body. And that's the most important thing for any personal trainer. A lot of thing, a lot of people like to say that, you know, burpees are the greatest exercise or the planks are the best thing for your abs. And I've talked about that many times before. Uh, but, you know, all those things aside, you can be uh, doing a thousand crunches. Uh, but if you don't have that brain body connection, not only will you develop compensations, but you, <laughs> the important thing is that you're not going to be creating that connection so that you can move properly. You know, there's a thing about being strong. I always say strength over stretch all the time, you know, always get stronger before you stretch it out. Uh, but the reason why you get stronger and how you get stronger is because you create awareness. I've talked about this before when I talked about the TRX. The reason why I enjoy the TRX so much is because it gives you body awareness that you don't really get with weightlifting. You know, you can feel the weights and you can get, you know, you can get a, some, a good pump with some weights. Uh, but if you're using a TRX, it gives you uh, this completely different body awareness that you just can't achieve with uh, lifting weights because of the fact that you're so easy to uh, mobilize yourself so that you can um, change the weight or change the resistance. Whereas with your, is if, you, if you're lifting weights, you got to put the weights back on the rack and, you know, maybe you might be mid-set and you don't want to be going... Uh, on your eighth rep to change your weight, you know, so it's pretty easy with the TRX to get a body, get an awareness of your body and develop those small muscle groups. So uh, the overarching theme here is that uh, you gotta, you gotta feel it, you know, you gotta know what's going on in your body. 
But here's some things that I, I would suggest uh, for you if you were looking to just improve on your own. These th three things that you either look for uh, your trainer to do or, like I said, for you to do on your own. First thing, foot activation. Now, that's important uh, because you stand on your feet and all, almost all your exercises are going to involve your feet in some way. Now, a lot of people like to think about uh, foot activation as like, you know, maybe just wiggling your toes. But again, we're talking about a brain body awareness. So it's more than just wiggling your toes. It's moving your ankles. It's, you know, it's uh, trying to get your feet in a, a good range of motion. So you want to like get circles, you want to put pressure on all parts of your feet, you know, and kind of roll your feet around, put weight in all parts of your feet and actually like feel your feet in the floor. Again, it's important because uh, <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into this because this can get into a, a very long conversation very quickly. But with foot activation, uh, or at least with your feet, uh, your bones, all your bones that are in your feet are connected to your spine or connected to your, you know, more or less your torso. So everything that is moving your torso is, is correlated to your bones in your feet because they all control your balance. You know, your balance is connected not only in your feet, but also in your torso. So if you have some issues with your feet, your torso, those muscles, those neurons, uh, those nervous system points that are in your torso are not going to activate the, the way that you want to, and you're going to develop those compensations. So you want to make sure that you know what your feet are doing. And one way to do that, like I said, is to kind of roll your feet. Another thing, or, uh, roll your feet, meaning uh, putting weight on your feet on the floor. Another thing you can do is literally like a, a acupressure, literally just like putting pressure into your feet. You know, you can use your hands or you can use like a, a lacrosse ball. Uh, those are things that you can do to actually create awareness. Again, what we're trying to do with, uh, with our clients as personal trainers is create awareness so that they move their body in the right way. A lot of people that, that come to me are not necessarily athletes. You know, and the athletes, they tend to have their own trainers that they grew up with or they're assigned by the team. But uh, people that come to me, you know, I do have a few athletes, but people that come to me are either aspiring athletes or they were athletes or they, you know, for the most part, have never worked out a day in their lives. So uh, that's the majority of my clients. So it's, it's imperative for me to make sure that they understand how their body is moving and how to control what's going on in their body. One other way to control how, how to move your body is with breathing. Now, obviously, uh, breathing is like, you know, something that we all do, right? We all, if you don't breathe, you die, right? Uh, but, you know, people develop these postures and they develop, develop these tendencies in how they breathe. Some people are uh, belly breathers. Some people are chest breathers. Some people are back breathers. Uh, so some people only breathe through their neck. So there's a lot of ways that people can develop compensations and they develop postures in which uh, those postures tend to uh, show up as injuries somehow to some somewhere down the line. Uh, so, you know, it's not necessarily uh, just the, the, the lifting the weights and the uh, balance that actually helps you with, you know, preventing injuries. You know, if you're not breathing properly, that's going to put your body in a position that it will uh, be susceptible to injuries just because you're always going to be in, an, uh, in a compromised position in some way. Because if you're not breathing, you're not putting intra-abdominal pressure through your torso, meaning that you leave your uh, lower back or your hips or your shoulders or even your neck 
in a, uh, a vulnerable position because it's not in the, the proper alignment. And that's a lot, a lot of what uh, chiropractors do. And actually, I was talking to a chiropractor uh, that just got into town a couple weeks ago. They just started their business. So um, well, we might have a podcast episode coming up with them uh, relatively soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, overall, those are the things that you, you can do. And um, I was going to have a, I was going to talk about uh, more about the brain body connection, but this is already seeming to get a little long. Uh, so I'll just uh, go over the breathing uh, real quick. A breathing exercise you, uh, you can do is to uh, lay on your back and try to expand your rib cage out to the side and bring your chest up towards the sky as you in as you inhale. And as you exhale, a lot of people actually try to tell you to push your lower back down into the floor. That's not something you want to do because that will promote a uh, posterior pelvic tilt. So what that means is that essentially you'll like walk around like kind of like Urkel, you know, so you don't want that. You actually want to have uh, a little bit of a curve in your lower spine. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to engage your pelvic floor and ex- exhale that breath out as you are pushing your rib cage together and expanding that, expelling that air out of your lungs you want to push your belly button down into the floor with again without pushing your lower back down into the floor and up into your rib cage so you're actually compressing that that those lungs as much as possible using your diaphragm so as you exhale you're engaging your pelvic floor instead of actually push tilting your pelvis you want to engage your pelvic floor keep your uh, tailbone on the ground and that'll help you practice uh, using your whole diaphragm when you breathe. A lot, again, a lot of people don't use their whole diaphragm because uh, they breathe through their belly or, again, their back or their chest. So you want to breathe through all three of those spaces. And uh, that would be probably, you know, th- that would be probably the best way. Uh, uh, I guess another way you can do it if you are a chest breather, just to give you an extra tip here, because that, that was I think that was a good one, but I'll give you an extra one. Why not? Uh, you can lay on, say, like a foam roller or a ball or like maybe a yoga block. Put that on your chest, and you can try to expand your back and your rib cage as you breathe. You know, that's if you're a chest breather. And a lot of people are actually chest breathers. They only inhale and breathe their, bring their chest forward, and they don't think about, like, expanding their rib cage out to the side or through the back. So uh, as you do that, you want to inhale and try to expand your back. Then as you exhale, kind of the same thing. You want to make sure that you're pushing your belly button down into your back without pushing your lower back uh, up into the ceiling, you know, because you're facing downward now. <laughs> So yeah, um, th- those are, uh, those are some good things to you know to practice on your own. Some good things to have your uh, trainer do with you. Uh, like I said, you know it's not all burpees and uh, bench press and squats. You know a lot of the stuff that you should be doing uh, to keep your body strong. You know even as athletes. I, I mean I remember doing some of this stuff as athlete as an athlete when I was uh, running track in college you know we we did a lot of balance stuff did a lot of stuff bare feet uh barefoot we did a lot of mindfulness stuff to kind of envision ourselves uh doing those uh movements that we did like a thousand times (laughs) a week Uh, so yeah we also try to work on that brain body connection but just in a slightly different way Uh, so yeah i mean Again, I think those are like really good points to be uh, looking for in any trainer. Uh, it's not all about, again, it's not all about just like crushing you every workout. It's about actually giving you that awareness so that you can come away with each workout and, or each session 
just a little bit wiser in how you're moving your body. All right, so that does it for my day. That does it for my week. I made it a whole week. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's a fantastic Friday. Yeah, I'm going to head on out of here. Uh, it's a little bit late, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this episode. I can't wait to listen back to it. And I hope that you uh, enjoyed it yourself. If you do, feel free to leave a rating or review. Tell your friends about it. And of course, subscribe so you can be notified when another one comes out. All right. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep good company. <laughs>